0: Hello everyone, you are now listening to the Build Her Gen Wealth podcast. I am your host, the Eno, and this is episode one, titled The Introduction. I am so happy to have all of you here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am beyond excited to share um, the content today as it is my first episode And I titled it the intro um, because I wanted to give a little background as to who I am, what I do, where I'm from, and also just a couple of traits that I had to develop over time to adapt a CEO mindset. I wanted this episode to be really easygoing and Um, conversational because I think it's super important um, for you all to really gauge your host and understand your host. So if you haven't already, please feel free to sit back, grab some snacks, some wine, water, coffee, tea, and let's get started. As I've mentioned, my name is Maureen Eno and I am a full-time entrepreneur. Um, In the last 10 years, I have um, started multiple businesses, um, some of which are doing very well and some of which are no longer in existence. And we will talk about that um, pop-up business era and also um, the importance of really solidifying who you are in order for your business to stand the the test of time. So anyways, yes, I am a serial entrepreneur. Um, I started my first business uh, legitimately at the age of 19 in college. I uh, operated a hair business company and it did really, really good I must say, it did really good and then it got really bad. It got really bad, pretty damn bad. I lacked passion in the arena of beauty. Ironically, I grew up in a background of beauty. My mother has owned multiple hair salons. I was a hair model for most of my youth, attending different local shows and being a walking model for my mother and her stylists um, when I was a kid. And so I really didn't understand that was a form of marketing and sales at that time. But we'll talk about that later. Nonetheless, yes, um, I uh, grew up in New Jersey, born and raised in New Jersey, specifically um, Orange, East Orange, Essex County, and my parents are full-blown entrepreneurs and have been my entire life. I am of Nigerian descent. Both of my parents are from Nigeria, from Cross River State to be exact. I am so proud to be Nigerian. I am so blessed to be Nigerian. I love everything about my culture. I am deeply passionate about my culture, my people. My purpose lies in Nigeria. And we'll get into that too in the later episodes, but I wanted to really give you some general background as to who I am. I am also an aunt, a sister, a cousin, (laughs) a daughter, obviously. I have two brothers. I'm the only child. I have an older brother and a younger brother. I love my family so much although all of them live in New Jersey and I am the only one who decided to stay in Texas after college, uh, we are extremely close. We talk quite frequently, especially my younger brother and my mom. We, we have a very unique bond. I love them deeply. Um, But anyway, let me not get too sentimental. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I wanted to share that with you guys and let you know, um, yes, I'm human. In this episode, um, you will hear a lot of that. You will hear the essence of who I am. I am someone who um, is very passionate about things I care about. I am someone who likes to facilitate things uh, specifically for those who need help, uh, which is why I found myself pursuing an education in international studies. I obtained my bachelor's degree in international studies with a focus in international development and a minor in French. I also pursued a master's in business with a focus in nonprofit management. So all of my educational and academic endeavors have moved me to become a well-rounded entrepreneur, not only for the for-profit space, but also in the nonprofit space. And all of that is intentional. It's always worked in the favor and the purpose of walking in my divine journey and walking in the space and the vision that God has created for all of us, has created for me, has created for all of us. Everything that I do is super intentional. And of course, as a human being, I've definitely been distracted. I've definitely um, moved away from those things due to uh, identity issues, self-confidence issues, and, and things that we'll talk a little bit about today. But I wanted to share a few traits that I had to develop um, in order to adopt a CEO and adapt um, a CEO mindset. I think it's really important for everyone listening to really understand how important your personal development is for your business, especially if you're a new business. I don't understand why there is such a gap between self-improvement and business, but I wanted to create this podcast to kind of present a bridge between the two. It is totally synonymous. It goes hand in hand with everything that you attempt to do in business. It is reflective of what you do and what you do not do in your personal development journey. So I have a list of a few traits uh, that I had to develop in order to adopt a CEO mindset, not only for my business, but for my life. And before I get into that, I also want to mention the Build Her Gen Wealth podcast is beyond business, It's beyond personal development. The goal is to inevitably build legacy. It is important to understand that without the traits that I will mention and also really just taking a self-assessment of oneself, it, it will be a very difficult journey to reach generational wealth and and developing a legacy that precedes you. So let me stop rambling <laughs> and I'll get down to the nitty gritty and um, why you all are here. So one of the first traits that I had to develop to adapt a CEO mindset was my self-confidence. My self-confidence as a child was slim to none. I was definitely very insecure, very shy, very timid. I, you know, at a point stopped wearing white shirts and white blouses because I would break out in sweats whenever I was nervous. It could be because my teacher called on me to answer a question or um, innately, I was very attracted to leadership roles. I always was a group leader, even in elementary school. And as scary as I was I would do it and freak out and have a physical reaction to just being uncomfortable and just being afraid. And coupled with that, I also dealt with a bullying. I was bullied and eventually I became a bully, which made me feel bad, of course. So that definitely altered my self-confidence and my self-esteem because I was always defending myself. And those types of experiences have definitely trickled into my adult life, Uh, something of which I'm working on every single day. And I highly encourage everyone who has experienced a similar issue with their self-confidence, whether it be someone, you know, was making fun of you because of how you dressed, what you wore, how your hair looked, uh, how you speak, um, what you look like, anything Anything as an adult, you know, definitely take responsibility and hold yourself accountable to improving yourself through self healing, through prayer, through uh, therapy. Um, those are things that I am actively doing. And it's been a beautiful journey to take your pain and make it into a purpose driven life, which is why we are all listening to the Build Her Gen Wealth podcast. It has been a long time coming. So yes, self-confidence is something that um, I believe that we all need to work on because it is the driving force for everything that you do. If you can wake up in the morning and just love yourself, not in a, not in a narcissistic way, but in a way that's gentle and organic and pure and genuine, you will be able to uh, receive people in that way and people will be able to receive you. And that is very advantageous when it comes to conducting business. And you want to make sure that those things are kind of tied into um, everything you do because self-confidence could be a deal breaker. It could be the difference between someone believing that you believe in yourself versus someone saying, I don't think you believe in yourself. I don't want to invest in you because i don't think you believe that you are worthy of being invested in and those are things that people who are highly intuitive with high levels of emotional intelligence and are experienced in dealing with people who are authentic and fraudulent those are aspects of you that are very visible self-confidence is a very visible um form of armor, if you will, that people can see in you, that you need. Um, the self-confidence thing is definitely very important to me and it's very near and dear to me, but we have to move on. <laughs> the next trait that I had to develop uh, to adapt a CEO mindset is my communication skills. So for those who do not know, um I was pu- I was a published writer at the age of eight. My first publishing was at the age of eight. At the time, I really didn't understand what that meant. I really didn't realize the significance and the uh, the privilege it was to to uh, write my feelings down, and it makes sense for people to pick up and award me the opportunity to be in a book. But the reason why I'm mentioning that is because I literally was a mute <laughs> when I was a kid because I was afraid that I'd be judged. I had deep concern of being bullied and I figured if I just didn't say anything that I could kind of blend into the wall if you will, and kind of just melt into the air where no one would see me. And so because of that, I spent a lot of time in my notebook. I spent a lot of time in books. Literature was my escape. Writing was my escape at such a very young age to a point where my teachers were very supportive in an odd way. um, And they saw that in me. And so they kind of nurtured those skills. Um, And to them, they saw it as a skill set to be heavily vested in literature and writing. But for me, it was an escape. It was a form of healing. It was a form of protection. And I find that so beautiful and sad at the same time, because a lot of children um, experience running away from their problems and unable to communicate them for whatever reason. And in my case, my communication skills were stunted um, because of how I felt people saw me, how I felt people perceived me, and the experiences I had with people. I felt like every encounter I had as a child was negative, dealing with kids who were mean, Uh, not being able to rise to the occasion maybe for a homework assignment or um, being able to successfully answer a math question. Those are little things um, when you look at it now as an adult, but at that time, those things kind of molded my mind and that mind grows with you as an adult. And communication skills, um, your communication skills can definitely shift uh, for... The worst if you don't address them. I also want to add as an adult, right? We're not living in the past. I just wanted to provide some reference, but as an adult, communication skills are absolutely important on a personal level and in business. I mean, there are so many networking events, right? Even through this pandemic, you know, your goal is to make sure that people remember you, that you're able to. Connect with someone in an organic way, and typically those venues start through small talk and through the years i've I've heard so many people and have seen so many people reluctant and engaging in small talk, especially as business owners, which I find really weird because small talk is absolutely needed i don't know. Where you can find yourself in a space where you don't know anyone and you just kind of walk past them and don't say hello. Hello is small talk. How are you? And really being present in those questions, that's small talk. So if you can't do small talk, can you do big talk? Can you talk? Can you talk big talk? And what I mean, I mean that in every sense of the way. How do you walk into a room? and have poor communication skills, unwilling to have small talk, but willing to have big talk. So yes, (laughs) communication skills are absolutely important. And I'm actually gonna reference a few books that I think everyone should read. Just a reference, you don't have to, but these are books that I have read or I'm currently in between reading. And typically, you guys, I read about three books a month And I know that's a little excessive for some, but like I said, literature has always been an escape. And in the case where now that I'm an adult and um, working as a full-time entrepreneur, it's very important for me to keep my mind fresh and alert and filled with great things, Um, none of which are distractions, but they are gems. And yeah, highly encourage you to take a look at some of the books I'll discuss In just a few moments. But yeah, the next trait that I had to develop uh, to adapt a CEO mindset on a personal level, and I also want you guys to add, uh, I also want to add, excuse me, that the traits that I'm mentioning stem from a personal self-assessment, not from the business. It's personal to business. Um, And I hope I make sense to you all, but This is definitely a personal assessment that bleeds into business. So yes, the next trait that I want to talk about is work ethic. Work ethic is a very complex but simple trait that I think people don't realize how important it is because we hear it so much and we see the end results of what work ethic looks like, but we don't see the developmental stages of what work ethic is. On a personal level, if you struggle to uh, commit yourself, let's say, for example, uh, like in my case, when I was struggling with my work ethic, I wasn't committed to working out. I wasn't committed to a schedule. I was not committed to outlining the benefits of a schedule and um, the disadvantages of a schedule. I kind of just, as a full-time entrepreneur, allowed certain things to happen which became a detriment. It was, that is probably the worst thing I could have done, especially um, after leaving my corporate job because at this point, you're on your own. You're on your own. You've made a decision that you have to live and die behind. So my work ethic was so inconsistent. I thought that I deserved a few days off from the tumultuous stress that I was going through um, at my corporate America job and I lost sight of the levels of commitment that I initially was committed to before leaving my job. That excitement of leaving, the plan to leave was there and it happened. But then when it came to actually embarking on the developmental aspects of being a strong spirit leader, the big part of this sandwich, the meat of the sandwich was my work ethic. There had to be a cohesiveness in it that I didn't have. So I had to take a step back, a few steps back and really assess what it was that was preventing me from being consistent. I saw that there were so many elements of that that I, I will definitely get into in a separate episode because i believe work ethic has so many dimensions to to it that i would not be doing it justice by trying to talk about this when i have a few other traits that i want to uh, touch base on but work ethic is important you cannot be lazy with yourself um on your self-improvement journey and <clears throat> expect to be uh an exceptional business owner on the tail end of it. It doesn't work like that. I don't know of anyone, of any millionaire that I know, and that's another conversation, I don't know of any millionaire that is lazy, that was lazy when they decided to become an entrepreneur. A lot of them did not have a choice. A lot of them were up against a wall. A lot of them were willing to die behind the goal. So laziness does not exist in the world of building a business. So your work ethic, what you're willing to sacrifice, how frequent you're willing to commit yourself to the things that matter most on a personal end, have everything to do with How you are going to treat your business, how you're going to manage your business, how you're going to operate your business, okay, it's very reflective of how you treat yourself, how you manage yourself, how you operate as a person. They go hand in hand. So definitely, um, I would say work ethic is a trait that I had to develop for sure, without a shadow of a doubt. Now we are, uh, we're gridlocked here. You know, uh, my work ethic is, it's not perfect, but it's pretty damn good. And it has to be, it has to be because my reasons supersede the lazy feeling that I have when I don't feel like doing it. (laughs) And so, you know, we'll talk about affirmations and prayer and things in another episode as well. So yeah. Anyway, So the next trait that I want to talk about is being courageous. Now, being courageous to me is equivalent to taking high risk, making high risk decisions, taking the the road less traveled. I actually have a children's book that I wrote. It's called Colton and the Courageous King of Kindness. It's on Amazon, so if anyone's interested, you know, holiday season's coming up, you know, little plug. uh, Please feel free to order. But the book is about a young boy who was always in fear and lived in fear and had this amazing, courageous king of kindness in the sky watching him and guiding him and showing him, telling him that your fears do not define who you are and what you do to live fearlessly, to love fearlessly, to commit fearlessly, that you will always be supported. You will always be loved. You will always be protected. And I believe that as individuals going through personal development, one has to really digest the levels of the word courage and how quickly your life can change if you dive into the space of living fearlessly. As you commit yourself to personal development, you will find that you will be entering rooms of discomfort and entering rooms of fear, entering rooms of doubt and when you decide oftentimes blindly when you decide to commit yourself to being courageous all of the opportunities prayers passions purpose goals priorities they they become a lot more attainable they look less intimidating They are achievable. It is just a matter of doing. You've already jumped off the ledge. You've already left the job. You've already said no. You've already declined going out. You've already signed up for the course. You've already invested in the trainer. You've already done these things. Now it is your job. It is your responsibility. It is your responsibility to utilize the things that you you cultivate and you build and you bring around you to take that leap of faith. And that's what protects you because now you have accountability. Now you have a reason. Now you have a purpose. Personally, for me, even with writing that children's book, a funny story, a quick story, I was writing the children's book at my job. I was so committed to leaving that place for an assortment of reasons. And, you know, and what I can say is racism right off the bat. Okay. I was the only African-American girl working in this company, commercial real estate company. And I experienced direct racism, one that I could not tolerate, one that no one should tolerate. And I was stuck. I found myself stuck. How could a daughter of entrepreneurs be stuck? I was regretting so many different things. Why did I leave New Jersey? Why did I want to, you know, Uh, become an independent uh, boss babe, but I find myself working a nine to five. Where did I go wrong? My children's book saved me. It was then I realized the child that I was, um, you know, writing and, and, and reading literature is the woman I can become in producing a profitable business through writing and helping people through stories. I would spend all of my lunch writing. Sometimes on the clock. At my desk. At this point, my nine to five was not, it wasn't tickling my fancy. I was not challenged at all. I was just a body behind a desk. When I chose to start writing this first book, although it was just a 24 page, it is just a 24 page children's book. I realized there were so many elements of it that were super scary. You know, the the legal aspects of things, copywriting, um, the, the, uh, illustration, you know, the vision that I had for it was so sensitive to me, the business of it, you know, the placement of it, um, it's just I give God glory because at that time while working at this job I was so miserable. I was depressed. If you know me personally, um I complained a lot. I complained so much. I wasn't myself. I wasn't my chipper, goofy, uplifting, you know, theatrical Maureen. I was angry. I was not myself. I adopted behaviors that were not like me. And it pushed all of my purpose away from me. I pushed all of my purpose away from me. I was not living like the person who wanted to build legacy. I was not living like the person who was trying to build generational wealth. I was not living like I was the daughter who committed to making changes in her country, which I I love Nigeria. I just was so beside myself. And so writing this children's book took a leap of faith. I had to take a leap of faith. I had to be very courageous in my my belief system. I had to believe what I was praying. I had to believe what I was feeling. I had to believe that what I was doing was going to work. In a way, I started to feel a little crazy. I started to feel a little crazy. I'm like, whoa, you know, I want to be on the news talking about a children's book. Hmm. We're going to have to figure that out. I want to um, publish this book with little to no money because I did not have the resources at the time to make such a huge investment the way that most authors starting up do. There's so many elements to producing a book that if you're not careful, you can spend thousands and thousands of dollars. So I also had to commit myself to learning things about the book publishing process, which is why now I am able to help others do just that. And I give God glory. So yes, being courageous is Uh, synonymous with having self-confidence and believing in yourself and knowing that you are better off taking the leap of faith and trying instead of pondering and imagining what that life would look like if you did. Um, That is a pain that I would not wish on anyone to live in regret or to live in fear all the time. Living courageously, fearlessly, is one of the most liberating feelings that any human being can feel. And I highly encourage everyone to step out of the box and do something different today. Do something different tomorrow. Do something different next week by his grace. Try something new and see how it feels. And see how it feels, even if it's talking to a stranger. You know, rejection is not that bad. (laughs) Rejection is actually really, really helpful. It helps you build tough skin, especially when you're talking about business and you're talking about doing sales and marketing and soliciting and pitching. Oh, you're going to get a lot of rejection, but you have to be courageous enough to step into that space of rejection because you never know if that one room of rejection is another room for acceptance. Okay, so please, please, please bet on yourself 100% of the time. You never know what can happen. The last trait that I want to share with you all um, on how I was able to develop uh, a CEO mindset was to declutter my life. I decluttered my life, I would say, I do it often, but the first time I did it was about three years ago. And at that time, I was attempting to live a minimalistic life. Um, I attribute that to my dad. Our home is so minimalistic. He loves things that are just simple, pure, peaceful, calm, calm. The colors in our home are very calming and relaxing. I never knew that he was intentionally selecting furniture for this purpose. Um, when we first moved into our home many, many years ago, I was just like, Where, where's the couch? Where, where's the decor? What's going on? But <laughs> he was waiting to have um, imported furniture from overseas. He wanted to have a quality of life that represented how he felt on the inside and how he wanted to feel when he got home. And I feel like a lot of people need to understand that, you know, the world is crazy, right? This is not a kumbaya world and life that we live in. And so sometimes we do have to create fortresses that mimic the thing or the feeling or the space that we want to have with us all the time. And if you're able to declutter your life Meaning, your physical space, you make room for the openness and the clarity and the peace that you're seeking. When you declutter your mind from social media, the constant pounding, uh, the stories of hustle hard, sacrifice, sleepless nights, you know, those things are all great, but to consume them so much, you are filling your head up. With things that are what I would consider uh, just pieces to a puzzle. You know, captions can be very motivating, but we often forget about the discipline. Um, the aftermath of success looks really, really good, but we often forget about the story of the person before they got there. Okay? Images look so beautiful. But we often forget about the apps (laughs) and the hours of editing that it took to get there. So our mind is filled with so many things that are not even real. And in order for you to see the real, to see the real in you, to see the real in what you do and how you want to live your life, you have to declutter. There is no one way of decluttering your life. For me, I started with my home, where I lay my head. Then I started with my mind. Then I started with my body. And eventually, through the sacrifice of pulling away from things that you're attracted to, your soul becomes a very vital part to how you get through. Because some of the things that we clutter our lives with are meant for comfort. And they're not meant to really, they don't really serve a real purpose besides comfort. And unfortunately, well, fortunately, when you know that comfort does not serve a good purpose, when you are choosing to become a business owner or an entrepreneur or improving upon yourself, you know, you want to make sure that you are very uncomfortable. You want to make sure that, you know, you have chills up your spine sometimes, um, you know, and a little, a little sprinkle of uncertainty when it comes to removing yourself from comfortable spaces and places and things and people. So, decluttering your life can literally open your 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 eyes and your mind and your your soul to so many new, refreshing, rejuvenating experiences that you never knew existed. So I highly encourage everyone to start small. I always encourage everyone to start small and just start decluttering. I mean, if you have clothes that you know you don't wear, but your closet looks really nice um, because it's full, start taking those clothes down. Um, You can do an assortment of things. I mean, you can sell them online online. You can give them away to people you know personally or to organizations that need clothes, shoes, bags, blankets, anything. You can use what declutters your life for the positive. Um, in In the example I just provided with clothes. And then even with social media, I mean, there's so many apps that you can use to literally stay off social media. And then also, you know, old school way is just deleting the app and fast from the apps that you consume yourself with and replace those apps with self-improvement books, the Bible, devotionals, workbooks, online courses, a certification. These are all suggestions. I cannot enforce these things. If you have any questions about what I'm saying, please feel free to contact me. But in terms of um, decluttering your life, it's definitely easier said than done. But once you start the process and start small, you become more and more um, interested and excited about removing things that no longer serve you. I don't know if I touched base, I did a little bit about people. There are some people in your life that have to go, good and bad. Sometimes comfortability brings familiarity. And if you are trying to change, and if people know you for who you are, and you are trying to be a new you, oftentimes those people can interrupt that process and it should be taken personally. I know people say, Yeah, it's not per it's uh it's nothing personal. It is personal, and you as a human being have the right to separate yourself respectfully, respectively in the way that will aid you, that will benefit you, that will add as an, inv- as an advantage to your life for those same people. And those who love you um, that you may need to step away from will understand and respect it. Most of the time, when you become a leader in your life and take that initiative to separate yourself, it, it serves as a form of inspiration and as a driving force for someone who Needs to do the same thing, but just wasn 't vocal about it and oftentimes, if we don't do those things, the people that we love won't do those things. So I highly encourage you to take a self assessment of the people in your life, the things in your life, um, and and get to decluttering <laughs> so that concludes my list of traits that I had to develop in order to adapt a CEO mindset all of these are personal assessments of oneself and they do correspond to how you operate a business, what you want your business to look like. And the next episode, we'll talk a little bit more about business now that we've gotten uh, the uh, the traits out of the way that I feel like are great fundamental traits. There are several others, but these are the ones that Um, I listed that I feel like are um, most relative to my life and I hope that it resonates with you. But moving forward, um, I do want to uh, list the books as we conclude this episode. uh, I want to list the books uh, that I have read, that I'm currently reading. And please, if you have purchased the book and have started your journey, um, please let me know and tag me and Let me know um, what your take is. So, of course, let's get started. The first book that I absolutely love, I've read multiple times, um, is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. The second book is called High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. The next book is called Breaking Habits of Being Yourself. This is a really great book. Um this is by Joe Dispenza. You will not want to put this book down or if you're able to grab it um through uh the audio, it's definitely an up uh, an upbeat book. Um it's straight. It's um, no no chaser. It's an incredible book and I know that you guys will absolutely love it. Well, this concludes episode 1, the introduction from the Build Her Gen Wealth podcast. It was an absolute pleasure to be here with you today. And I'm so excited to share more meaningful conversations, stories, information, and resources that you can use to improve your life on a personal level and in business. Thank you so much. Bye.